All right, guys, what's up? This is Common Man, Common Sense. Um, coming at you mobile today. We've got a few people out. We're on a skeleton crew. Um, quite a few things to go over. Obviously, um, this afternoon, Donald Trump was acquitted from his uh, second impeachment. And um, Mitch McConnell hinted that Trump could still be charged by the criminal justice system. Talk about Judas. Um, a lot of a lot of things going on in, in real time at the moment. Um, basically, uh, President Trump is still liable. Everything he did while in office as an ordinary citizen, he didn't get away with anything. Yet we have a criminal justice system in this country. And remember, um, this guy was carried to re-election by the president, and a lot of people were, and then it turned around and stabbed in the back. So that's that's pretty disturbing. Whatever the people of Kentucky could do to get him out of office that, that guy's got to go which i think he's uh it'll, it'll be six years from now he just got reelected. what a dirtbag that, that's absolutely shocking but uh and how long has he been in politics do you know i want to i want to say he's been in i've been in the senate if i'm not mistaken he's been in since 84 i can tell you here My have a gosh. yeah uh i believe we discussed that before he's been in there i think since 84 let's, let's have a look in 1985, I was close. I was a year off. He's been in since 1985, so 35, 36 years, and he's 78 years old. So yeah, um, and his spouse Elaine Chow. Yeah, massive, massive China ties there with yeah, his in-laws yeah. and everything. Yeah, he, that, that, and that's one reason I, I believe he's been able to to stay in office so long. The yeah, he's been on so many different commissions and whatnot. He's, or I'm saying for her, rather. She's, uh, she worked with the Reagan administration. Yeah, it's, it's bad news, man. We, um, one of the things that, that, that I got that I'm kind of excited about <laughs> is the uh, right part, which I've, I've never really understood it because nobody really, really cares, but it does make for good subject matter. Um, they'll show the, the celebrity tweet about you know various things so first um we're going to go to this story about um jill biden's valentine's day uh display i'm sorry doctor because this is what someone with a doctor's degree does decorated the white house lawn with these uh valentine's displays with these uh hearts that say various things on them so um, I'll just read you a little bit here. First Lady Jill Biden placed large festive hearts on the White House lawn featuring different words including, quote, healing, kindness, compassion, unity, courage, and love. Both the First Lady and President Biden spoke to the press Friday morning outside near the signs they walked their dogs as the president gave his cup of joe to a maskless reporter promising that he didn't have a taste. Yeah, breaking his own rules there. He, <laughs> it's so funny how they... They do everything to make this guy seem so relatable. We'll get to that in just a second. Quote, I just wanted some, wanted some joy, and I think things have been dot, dot, dot with the pandemic. Just everybody's feeling a little down, Joe Biden said. So it's just a little joy, a little hope, that's all. So let's see what we have here. Jane Lynch, I have no idea who that is. The contrast, deeply human and caring versus Trump. We needed this great swing towards kindness and decency. 
we didn't know we needed Joe Biden for president. Man meets moment. Which nobody was saying that in the primaries. The guy was a racist. He was all these different things. But he truly is by their standards until they had no alternative but him. And uh, and it's on election night before they were able to fudge the numbers all up with all those late night ballot dumps. You know, the, all the, the political pundits on the left, all the talking heads on the left hated Joe Biden and blamed him for this massive loss to Donald Trump. So, mm. yeah, yeah I, was just, I was just looking up Jane Lynch. <laughs> this is going to surprise you. Yeah, she's uh, best known for her starring role as Sue Sylvester in the Fox musical comedy series Glee. So imagine that. And and one of the things with with this, the, think about it. These are people with, uh, you know, degrees in drama, um, you know, dramatic. Um, that's why they're so overly dramatic. They play make believe for a living, and not only do, only do these people play make believe for a living, they play make believe for for a living, reading a script that someone else wrote. So you could the the really the only thing that you can do. You're just one component of that whole production. You're the, you're just, just happen to be the one that plays to make believe, and nobody could ever convince me that someone that plays make believe for a living at, at these people's age or any age for that matter, to the level that they do, can really connect with reality, especially as wealthy as they are, and for a lot of other factors. But we we really don't need your opinions. But again, since they do have so much influence, it is important from that perspective. So Kristen Johnson, which I do know who this is, um, she's the kind of um, manly-looking woman from the Third Rock. Um, so she says about that article, I might retweet this every time I see it. It makes me so frigging happy. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right. Wanda Sykes, this is a, I think this is a, she's a lesbian, if I'm not mistaken, this little black female comedian. They are such a sweet couple, and I need new glasses because at first I thought one of those hearts said constipation. And now I may be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure she was one of the people referring to Joe Biden as racist in the past. So that's rich. Such a sweet couple. Yeah. Um, Piper Parabo. Again, don't know who that is. Um, normalizing kindness. POTUS and FLOTUS, normalizing kindness. So Joe Biden saying, calling one of uh, his supporters a, do- a lying dog to be pony soldier, telling the, the union worker that he was going to slap him and take him out back, asking him to call the one guy fat and asking him to do a push-up contest, and, and on and on and on. And then the hot water he was in when he had to apologize for the way he was treating women. So that's kindness. So, and that's, the, that's how shallow these people are, this one singular um, – display which i think is very idiotic and unbecoming of the office um that that washes that that all out for these people to play make believe for a living because again that's how shallow short memory and idiotic they are so let's see um here's another good one ellen barkin whoever this is what a difference of folks make right and not in our world because you just wash them out with a bunch of fake votes um, Biden told reporters that Valentine's Day is Jill's quote favorite day for real. I mean, again, this woman has a 
supposed to be a doctor, you know. Um, so yeah, and now the next one that we'll roll right into because there, there's plenty more. Um, the uh, as to how they reacted to Hollywood celebrities meltdown after Trump acquitted. Um, declare 43 Republicans traitors and fascists. Fascist is such a trendy word right now. And so here, right off the bat, you've got this amoeba brain moron, Alyssa Milano. Oh, yes. It is a sad day in America when only seven Republicans have the patriotism and integrity to convict a tyrant. Since the Senate won't do its job to convict a traitor, Donald Trump, of course, will have to. And, uh, and her big claim to fame, I mean, you're not really even a has-been. You're a never-was. You played a character on Who's the Boss when I was a kid. And uh, I think that's it. I don't know what else you've done in your life. Well, see, she was, was she on that show the um, with, with the, uh, the fat guy, the fat white guy that's... Um, no, the King of Queens? Yeah. Yeah, was that was she? No, no, no. That 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 I don't know who that actress is, but she's, uh, in my opinion, more attractive and and uh, more normal than Alyssa Milano. No, Alyssa Milano's a dodo bird. No, that no, that was not her. Okay, you better double check that to make sure. No, that there's no way that's her. <laughs> um. So, uh, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, Alyssa Milano, if I'm not mistaken, they're older than that woman. Yeah, here it is. She was in uh, Commando in 1985. Then she was in Charmed in uh, 1988, 2006. Then Who's the Boss, 84 to 92. And golly, it looks like the last thing she was in was in Fear in 1996. So, wow. I mean, she's 25 years out of anything. Yeah. And, and she was really, really vocal during the Kavanaugh hearings and all that. And so she, and it's funny because, uh, what's the other one from that? There's another girl, um, with really short hair that was in the, the charm series with her, Rose McGowan. Hmm. And so Rose McGowan's kind of, she started the whole Me Too thing and then turned on Melissa Milano because Melissa Milano is like, she was just pointing out how big of a fraud she is for supporting so many Democrats because Democrats are steeped in that behavior that, and, and in fact, we'll, we're going to segue off from this here shortly to that, but, you know, Democrats are almost always the ones exclusively getting caught with their hands in the cookie jar with the sexual um, misbehavior. Um, and, and that, I mean, every which direction, everywhere you look, it's usually someone that leans left doing the things that we see in the news, especially the politicians, just like the stuff going on with the Lincoln Project, which another person just resigned from the Lincoln Project after, pardon me, the development we spoke about last week. He resigned to make room for a woman. We, we need a woman on the board, so I'm going to relinquish my spot for that. But by the way, I was molested as a child. I don't agree with what he did, which to me seems like a precursor to him. You know, I, I think... I think the dudes in hot water, I think they're all under scrutiny because they, they were, they're around this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And birds and feather flock together. So like we talked about last week, man, you guys, there's more than just the John Weaver guy, in my opinion, that would be guilty of that stuff. There's no way that goes on and nobody knows. So yeah. 
So, and, and Alyssa Milano was no different. She was overlooking and condoning a lot of things. And I think, I want to say with Harvey Weinstein, she knew a lot of stuff and kept her mouth shut. So, that, and that's what Rose McGowan was calling her out for. She knew a lot of, a lot about uh, sexual misconduct and, and kept the lid on it for her career. And a lot of people do that. So, and, and that's the bad thing about it. You guys are sitting here telling everybody else, you make the rules for everyone else that you don't abide by. And the left, that's pretty much their, their method of operation. You make the rules for everybody. And you're always the ones that get caught breaking the rules. Remember, Harvey Weinstein is one of the biggest Democrat donors of all time. He he gave he gave Hillary Clinton a ton of money over the years. So next, we've got this piece of excrement, Rob Reiner. I, I know that he was in uh, All in the Family way back when, Meathead. Um, my dad watched that show. Um, <laughs> but I think he's produced some things here and there. The guy's just a, a lethargic freaking tub of lard. 43 people decided the worst violation of the Constitution by a president in our nation's history was okay. The worst violation. And again, what was the violation of the Constitution? You know? That, yeah. That there wasn't one. Yeah. For reason. So, Bette Midler, uh, Americans, prepare to have your hearts broken. I'm assuming that that uh, was right before. And uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, gosh. It tells the world our own government doesn't support the democracy. Hashtag not guilty, my fat ass. <laughs> fat or, and, and that's what a disgusting, I have to say, what a disgusting human being. And so I remember, uh, uh, what what's the uh, lady with blood coming out of her wherever? Uh, Kelly, what's her, uh, from Fox News. She cut her hair off real short. Megan Kelly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, when she confronted Donald Trump about you know saying bad things about women, he's like only Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell, man, she's an easy target, or he, whatever it is. Now I, I'm not sure. And Rosie O'Donnell is, is is pretty disgusting. What a what a terrible human being, and and the, just a black, nasty heart and personality go along with her disgusting look. Um, John Cusick, this pencil neck dweeb. Seven GOP members who voted guilty. The rest are open fascists. Again, the the drama. Get out of town. And uh, John Cusick, what have you done? He was in those '80s movies, like yeah. he hasn't been relevant in, in two decades. Um, let's see. The, a lot of these people I don't know. Mia Farrow. Gee, this this woman's ancient. Looks like the crib keeper. GOP Senate disgraced itself today. Sad for our country. Top Chef host Panda Panda. I can't pronounce her last name. I'm, I'm just an ignorant hillbilly, I guess. Imagine if your boss sent a mob of people to your workplace to kill you who beat up 140 cops and five people died. And when you had the chance to hold them accountable, you were too scared. Republicans can't stand up for the American people because they can't even stand up for themselves. So it's funny. They beat, they beat up 140 cops and five people died. Why do you care about that only now? You you never cared before. You, you, you hate the police. Don't even care. Moving on. Yeah. Borat director Larry Charles uh, declared Trump is overwhelmingly guilty by any of standards. So here's his quote. Although it, he will not be, quote, convicted, he was found guilty by a wide margin, 57 to 43, of inciting capital insurrection. Found guilty by a wide margin. No, he was not found guilty. <laughs> <laughs> So let's be clear. By any legal standard, he is overwhelmingly guilty. Overwhelmingly guilty in history, you should remember him as the treasonous swine. The evidence proved right. And remember that I've, I've never even watched Borat because I always thought it was it was the hogwash, and look how that turned out. 
but uh, I, I know the basic gist of what it is. I got some more on. And then you have this asshole, Michael Rappaport, and again, very irrelevant. I think he's in some kind of a newer show right now, but this is the guy, if I'm not mistaken, he's from Boston. And just by virtue of being from Boston, he thinks he's a gangster. And um, under his thumb, hashtag acquitted, worthless worms. So this is the guy that's very vulgar, always cussing, talking about beating people up. Dude, and that's the, the, the crazy thing, which this guy looks, and, and I'm sorry, but you look like a walking penis. This guy, you're very, dude, he look, you're very phallic looking. Um, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he just looks like a huge penis. And, and, and the thing is, too, again, you might play a hard ass, you know, on TV or in a movie, but somebody like me would knock your teeth straight down your throat, dude, and try to knock him out your butthole, dude. You're such a sack of crap, man. Shut your pie hole, dude. <laughs> and, that, and again, that disconnect from regular people, you, you can do that in the sphere that, that you run in. But if you ever were to get out, and it was funny, too, because he was interviewing on his podcast, Mike Tyson, one time. And so, you know, Donald Trump, whenever uh, Mike Tyson was convicted of rape in the 90s, Donald Trump came to his defense on, on, on se- in several ways. And Mike Tyson's never forgot that. And Mike Tyson, believe it or not, when he speaks, is a pretty reasonable dude a lot of the time anymore. He's older, he's wiser, and... Um, but he's a, you know, he supports Trump, and he's he's one of the people that was very vocal when people were saying that Trump was racist. It's, he's not racist at all, um, and because they actually know each other personally. But when he was on this this buttholes podcast, this guy tried to you know start down in Trump, not realizing how how Mike Tyson, how strongly Mike Tyson felt about him, and uh, and Michael Rappaport shut his pie hole right quick. He and that and kind of example of what i'm saying when you get around people that, that are more regular type folks dude you can't talk all that noise because because you'll get your teeth knocked out and so and, and, and a side note that's one of the things i've noticed right but when they got on to donald trump it uh it, it took a turn and, and where he uh the michael Rappaport had to to, to turn it down and and uh, tuck his tail, you know, and so he, he got humbled. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, what I was going to say, though, is just out and about when you find some, when you run across somebody that, that doesn't like the president, it can't be that, you know what, I disagree with this, I disagree with this. It's always got to be F that guy. Like, they always go straight for the jugular and have such, you know, animosity. And so when, when you see, like, at the, uh, at these, impeachment hearings when they're talking about rhetoric, the rhetoric that you program people with through mainstream media is inherently, I, I wouldn't say violent, but, um, you know, they, they program people with that, the straight to the jugular vein, cursing, just, uh, all the way, you know, um, maximizing the animosity that they, they did that on purpose. And that's why you don't hear people say, you know, well, I disagree with this specifically, um, I think he, he does okay on that. And, you know, I can say that about Barack Obama, oh, you know, in very few instances, okay, well, he did go there and you can, you can give him credit for X, Y, and Z. I disagree with this, but it never was, you know, oh my gosh, Barack Obama's, uh, uh, uh and again, just all the, the slew of vulgar things that they refer to, the, to President Trump as, it's always come out of the gate and just murder this guy 
even even in the rare event that, that you come across somebody that doesn't like them in person around here, uh, you see a lot of that. And what other thing do people do that about? Like, if you don't like something, to, and and even if you don't know someone, you come out with that amount of animosity, not even know what their opinion is. It, it's crazy the way people behave over the president because the media has made it so polarizing. Um, let's see. Oh, and here's another good one. Jimmy Simpson. I don't know who this is. Oh, actually, it's this HBO's Westworld actor, Jimmy Simpson. Um, take down every name that declares not guilty. They love Trump more than the United States of America. See, that's what they're really, really big on is taking down names and making lists and forcing retribution against people that support the president. You people are sick. And then at the same time, there's so many of you, and this guy's probably done it himself, but as you've heard through the previous tweets, fascism, 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 Nazism, but you're the ones that are wanting to make lists. These people are so lost. It's, it's, it's disturbing. Um, and so here's Wanda Sykes again. Mitch McConnell is a snake. Don't ever play among us with that sneaky mall. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Mm. Which is funny, though, too, because everybody hates Mitch McConnell. Listen, Bimbo, we don't like him either. Yeah, I just I just pulled up an article here uh, from Pelosi. She's blasting McConnell. I have cowardly and, and everything and then right underneath that it says that uh the <laughs> the price of this the impeachment and uh they're estimating it to be uh right now 3.06 million dollars yeah just it's it's and that's not including um you know the first fake impeachment yeah uh, the first one was 1.83 million dollars now, what about the Russia? Could, could they ever quantify what the Russian hoax, all that involved, and how much that entails, how much that costs? I mean, they've cost the taxpayer untold millions in this nonsense, trying to trying to get him out of there, so they can they can reestablish their corrupt base of power. Um, let me see. I got I just got a couple more here. Uh, Jim Gaffigan, uh, who I actually thought was pretty funny, but uh, he's he's kind of one trick pony in, in a way. Um, is Mitch McConnell now trying to convince the historians that he has no soul? It's funny, y'all all jump on the bandwagon, dude. We don't like him either, dude. Um, it, and this is actually, I mean, so Patricia Arquette, another dirtbag. Mitch, you can't have it both ways. You just admitted he was responsible, but your vote will last historically in infamy. Now, Mitch McConnell did act complicit. I mean, he voted not guilty, but then he, he basically said he was guilty, which is Mitch McConnell's. That, that, but that's what he does. He does whatever he thinks is politically expedient and beneficial for himself. And that, and going back to what Pelosi said about him, it's like professional wrestling. They, they've cut their deal. That they're, they're, they're tight. There's no way. Uh, John, uh, this Hispanic dude, John Leguizamo, he was, he was played with that Michael Rappaport guy and, uh, Romeo and Juliet back when we were teenagers. Uh, morally bankrupt Republicans vote them out in 2022. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. The Democrats are going to have a rough go in 2022. <laughs> oh, Sandra Bernhardt. I don't know what she's done, but this, this is a talk about a dog faced pony soldier. It's a dog face right here. History has not written its final chapter. It is shocking, and yet more will unfold to show the rotten underbelly of unarguably the worst president we have ever elected. That's absolutely arguable. It had to be done. Rep. Raskin is the moral compass that led the charge along with all the impeachment managers. The moral compass, like your knucklehead behind would know what a moral compass was. 
Oh, and then this guy, Matthew Lillard, he was the dude in Scream. I think he was the bad guy, if I'm not mistaken. I, I can't remember. He's the real goofy looking dude. He plays, I guess, Scooby Doo. These cowards possess the power to send men and women to war. That ain't right. Vote them all out. Not only do they possess that power, now that Trump's out, they will start sending them to war, you freaking knucklehead. Like, don't, oh my goodness. It's just, that makes your brain hurt, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. There's, there's a comment, though, in the Breitbart comment section. Pedophiles, degenerates, baby killers, and Kendall culture fascists lecturing us on democracy and morality. What a joke. <laughs> I can't add any more to that, so we'll move on. That pretty much sum that up. Yeah, really. Um, but as far as, you know, them getting caught with their hand in the cookie jar, there's another phenomenal story from this week. White House Deputy Press Secretary T.J. Ducklow resigned after threatening to, quote, destroy female reporter. White House Deputy Secretary T.J. Ducklow resigned on Saturday after it was real, revealed that he threatened to, quote, destroy a female reporter for pursuing a story he wanted kept private. Ducklow became angry when he found out that political reporter Jennifer Palmieri was pursuing a story about his romantic relationship with Axios reporter, and he threatened to, quote, destroy her and, quote, ruin her reputation in a series of phone calls. Joe Biden allowed Ducklow to keep his job after he threatened a female reporter despite promising to fire people on the spot if they were disrespectful. Ducklow was placed on a one-week suspension without pay. However, on Saturday, he announced that he had resigned his position. In a statement posted to his Twitter account, Ducklow said he is devastated to have embarrassed and disappointed and disappointed his White House colleagues and Joe Biden. It would be pretty hard to disappoint Joe Biden, that guy, man. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. um, well, after a discussion with White House communications leadership tonight, I just I resigned my position and will not be returning from administrative leave. He said, "I know this was terrible. I know I can't take it back, but I also know I can learn from it and do better." Sound familiar? This in, this incident is not representative of who I am as a person, and I will be determined to earn back the trust of everyone I've let down because of my intolerable actions. So, this incident is not representative of who, is, who I am as a person. Well, you were you you were sleeping with a with a White House reporter, which you should have known better to do anyways because of the conflict of interest, which is why uh, the Palomari was interested in the story from Politico because it is a conflict of interest, and that's real journalism. That's what journalism or journalists are supposed to do. But the way they, the journalists have behaved for the last however long, especially the last four years, no, you're designed to, to do stuff like this and cut anybody else's throat that you can that's pro-Trump. And so you, if, if, you, if you're going to be exposed, you threaten them. And that's really, I mean, think about it. You embarrass Joe Biden. Joe Biden's the one every time somebody disagrees with him, he just slanders them, calls them fat, calls them a dog face. Again, calls them a lying dog face pony soldier, wants to have a push-up contest, threatens to take him out to the woodshed. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, which would also be a good, a good uh, time. I, I've been working just a little bit um, on my, my Biden impression. And uh, I was told today, though, that I've got a really good Bernie impression. So while I'm here, we might as well do them both. Um, hang on. I'm trying to remember the quotes. Uh, Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a lot of bad boys. And I had hairy legs. And the kids would come and rub them down. Hair was blonde. They watched it stand back up. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's a little bit broken up from the way he actually said it. <laughs> What on earth are you talking about? <laughs> Pull this dude off the stage already. Yeah, and then, really. And then we have Bernie Sanders. Every every American can afford to pay 
for Congress's health care. Oh. <laughs> Everyone can afford to pay a little bit, but for universal health care. Now, I can do better, but. Oh, that's right, awesome. Right, I got the heat blowing right in my face. So I'm not going to cry. So here's another one. Um, far as the, these guys that use use Trump to their benefit and then turn on him. Um, the headline is Nikki Haley suddenly turns on Trump issue shock statement quote he went down a path he shouldn't have. Former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley stunned Washington D.C. on Friday as she issued a surprise statement in which she seemingly broke from former President Donald Trump joining Democrats and accusing the president of being responsible for the tragic events that took place at the January 6th Capitol riot. According to The Hill, Haley made a series of remarks during an interview with Politico in which she clearly condemned Trump with remarks that suggest she's distancing herself from the Trump side of the Republican Party. We need, quote, we need to acknowledge he let us down, Haley said. He went down a path he shouldn't have, and we shouldn't have followed him, and we shouldn't have listened to him, and we can't let that ever happen again. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. okay. And, and I, if... I'm pretty sure we could go back and look at some of her rhetoric about the election fraud because I think she talked about it, you know, at least loosely, that it did exist. Um, man, it's uh, wow. When I tell you I'm angry, it's an understatement, Haley told Politico. I'm so disappointed in the fact that despite the loyalty and friendship he had with Mike Pence, that he would do that to him. Like, I am disgusted by it. Well, 75 million voters are disgusted with Mike Pence, so it's really irrelevant. And you serve us, so your opinion is not even duly noted. You can throw it in the trash, moron. So it wasn't just in words. Haley said in a few days after the riot, his actions since Election Day will just be judged partially by history. No, I think the inaction of the Republican Party is, is what's going to be judged harshly, and you'll find that out in, in the midterms. Um, what, a, what a dirtbag. Now, she was... Uh, she was the governor of South Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Uh, what do you know about it? this right here? Just crawls all over me. I was just looking here. Rap mogul Jay Z, who's for years joined the efforts to bail out protesters after violence broke out in cities like Ferguson, Missouri, Baltimore, has now used a racial slur to describe the rioters who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, calling them crackers in the new politically themed song what it feels like. Yeah. So how would that go if the shoe was on the other foot? Uh, me personally, you, you mean me personally, you can call me a cracker. You can call me whatever you want. I, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. That's not my point. I mean, obviously I don't but, give but yeah, crap I mean, either, but what would happen if, if somebody, you know, if, if a white no. guy was using some other derogatory right. term, no. yeah. No, at no. a black lives matter protest and, and, or something. And, and, yeah, yeah, and, and again, um, we all know the term. It's an ugly term that I, that I think people should eliminate from their, their vocabulary. I, I don't think it's a good word nor a smart word to use. Um, so, but, um, yeah, whatever. Like, it, 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 I mean, I, I, I've, I've kind of got a, uh, a different take on that. Um, white people haven't been conditioned to act um, – to, to um, act on that word and, and it, it's irrelevant to me. I don't care. Uh, which that, that guy's a dirtbag. Yeah. But, and, and it's just par for the course. You, and, and 
but see that that just proves to you how they use like people like him use that as a leverage point to financially benefit themselves. You're a race baiter. You're a huckster, and and he, him and many others benefit from the division they help create. So he convinces uh, a certain segment of society that that these are crackers. And then when you're talking about the the hate and the uh, the vitriol, he's part of it. But then and then when whenever it bites him in the in the butt, he'll cry victim just like they all do, just like we all saw. You know, and, and that's one of the, the great things they did at the impeachment hearing. Trump's defense played about a 14 minute clip because they they had cited where Trump was saying that we need to fight, and what he was saying is that he was that we need Congress. Our, our congressional representatives to fight, and so they they, um, they tried to, to phrase it and edit it, you know, to mean to to take it to mean it literally, um, and so they they just played a montage. Everybody from from Hillary to Kamala Harris to Biden, all the rhetoric. Obviously, Maxine Waters was Maxine Waters is side note. What an absolute dodo bird a complete disgrace brain dead moron sitting in congress it's nauseating um but and it's no different than what you're saying about jay-z that the rhetoric is fine as long as they're using it against us so um yeah it's massive double standard and i I wouldn't expect anything less but that People should stop buying that guy's product. If people have a big enough problem with it, they should just stop buying his product. I mean, yeah, really. That you can say what uh, Jay Z, you say? Yes. Yeah, say whatever you want, dude. I, I, I could, I honestly, this is the, the God's honest truth. I could not tell. I know he's very, very popular. I don't know why. I could not name one single Jay Z song. None. I have no idea. I couldn't name it. People think I'm full of crap. I could not name one Beyonce song. I know that they're yeah, and no, I, I couldn't either. Yeah, I couldn't either. But only thing I, I mean, I know he's a rapper, but what what I remember him for being in the news was the whole Beats thing that he sold to Apple, you know. And and now he's like, no, 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 that was that was Dr. Dre, right? Was it Dr. Dre? Okay, well, okay. Not so the that, headphones are Dr. Dre. Okay, so see that shows how much I know about these guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but it funny. does. Because yeah, uh, it's uh, Beats by Dre. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Um, there we go. Spiders used to always wear those things. I was like, what are those? That's how I found out because spiders would wear them to the ring. Yeah, Beats by Dre. So. Yeah, but it does show that Jay Z is on the the billionaire list here, on Forbes billionaire list. Yeah, well, good for him. Yeah. He still can't play an instrument and he can't sing a note. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Again, I, I, I've never listened to his songs, but I, I can guarantee both of those are probably true. <laughs> guarantee probably, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, here's a, and this is a good one. Um, report, Kevin McCarthy, Donald Trump call erupted into expletive-filled shouting match over January 6th riots. Phone call between then President Donald Trump and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy during the January 6th riots erupted into an expletive filled shouting match, according to a CNN report released Friday. While I'm not going to see here, let me trim some of this down. While rioters entered the Capitol building, Trump told McCarthy during a call that the rioters cared more about election integrity more than the House GOP leader. 
quote, well, Kevin, I guess these people are more upset about the election than you are, Trump said, according to lawmakers familiar with the call. And again, this is all speculative. I don't know how accurate that is, but I agree with that. <laughs> McCarthy then said the writers were Trump supporters and urged him to implore them to leave. Republican lawmakers familiar with the call described the conversation between Trump and McCarthy as a shouting match. According to GOP lawmakers familiar with the call, as riders reportedly breaking into his office through the windows, McCarthy told Trump, who the F do you think you're talking to? Republican lawmakers said the phone call revealed that Trump did not want to call off the riders. Quote, he is not a blameless observer. He was rooting for them, GOP lawmakers said. <clears throat> on January 13th, Kevin McCarthy said on the floor of the House that the president bears responsibility, and he does. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that I, I, I don't know how that phone call is, but for whether that account of that phone call is, but sounds right to me. Like, I don't, I, I got some pretty strong opinions on that, man. You, you, you guys didn't do what you said you would do. You didn't investigate the fraud. You completely shirked off your, and y'all want to talk about a dereliction of duty that the House and Senate Republicans are extremely guilty of dereliction of duty for not investigating this, even the most minute amount. You gave this zero attention to, to um, hundreds of uh, sworn affidavits nationally. Um, I don't know what you guys thought was going to happen, but I, I don't see where, um, again, to quote, to quote what they, they're, they're claiming the president said, well, Kevin, I guess these people are more upset about the election than you are. Yeah, they're pretty upset. Yeah, that's so, a fact. Yeah. Um, one of the first comments here, uh, Kevin McCarthy is Paul Ryan in a new suit, nothing but another totally worthless rhino waiting to come out of the closet. Couldn't agree more with that one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then what I'm talking about, wanting the, 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 uh, the real and the beautiful first, first lady back. They must not like the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Did you see where uh, Trump's attorney is, his family and law practice and everything has already been, his house has been attacked and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, that's what these people do. That's what they're, they're known for. My and entire family, like, my business, my law firm are under siege right now. And, and they'll, they'll label that guy a fascist while doing that to him simply for legally representing the president. Um, amazing. And, but see, yeah. look, this tells a lot about what kind of guy he is. It says, and this is in quotes, it says, my home was attacked, Vanderveen said. To answer your question, my entire family, my business, my law firm are under siege right now. I don't really want to go into that, though. So he's not using the spotlight to shine it back on him. He don't want right. to talk about that right now. I mean, he, he has, yeah, that says a lot about right. a person. He's, a, and, and he's not, um, obviously he's not conditioning himself to a state of perpetual victimhood. He's not going to sit there and keep doing what they do. Whoa, with me. And hopefully that'll be, a, all, all that'll obviously be addressed. But, um, and, and so to kind of take a page from what you were saying a minute ago, far as roles being reversed if, if the shoe was on the other foot through the mainstream media would that would they would be beating that drum 24 7 and they, they would lump that in a pile to, to um to label all trump supporters as people that that tear up attorneys defense attorneys homes 
if they defend a Democrat or Joe Biden. That's that's how bad and how far this is gone. These people are at there. I mean, they're depraved, very violent, depraved people. And if you want to talk about people that have been ginned up by politicians and, and media rhetoric, it's the left. It's not the right. So we we watch months and months and months of violence committed on their behalf and years of absolute vitriol and interviews on internet forums from celebrities, from movies, you know, movie stars to sports figures spitting vitriol ever since Trump was elected. And then um, a lot of vitriol created throughout the eight years of the Obama, <laughs> pardon me, the Obama administration. And so you have one instance where some people got a little bit rowdy, but now um, that uh, the young black guy, um, like John, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank because he had some kind of uh, stupid nickname, something X. But, uh, you know, he was the first one arrested, and he, he's an Antifa leader for breaching the Capitol. So, and, and everybody knows Antifa was behind them actually going into the Capitol building. We were there. We, we saw Antifa operatives there. Um, so, yeah, no, no surprise. But, but let's say by their narrative, oh, uh, Trump supporters did this. Even if that was true, which it's not in totality, it's they were the ones that, that initiated that or broke things and acted violently and hurt police. Um, that was one instance versus countless instances. And that's one of the things they talked about at the impeachment trial as well. Kamala Harris, you know, bailing out those uh, BLM protesters that are rioters. Not protesters is the wrong word. I meant rioters um, and a slew of celebrities did that as well, you know, chipping in money to, to bail, them, bail them out. And then you turn around and see people doing stuff like that. Tearing the, and they, they would bail out the people that are tearing that guy's house up. That's just how these thugs operate. They want to stamp Trump supporters out. There was more rhetoric today about deprogramming and re-educating Trump voters. I mean, that's pretty much nonstop. That's a thing that they, they, they desire pretty heavily because they talk about it constantly. So... You know, re-education camps and it's, man, it's it's bananas. Yet they, yet they label Trump supporters fascists. So it's uh it's it's pretty it's it's pretty far out there. Um, pretty whacked out stuff. Yeah. All right, fellas, that's uh pretty much all we got this evening. Like I said, we're running a skeleton crew, so hopefully we'll be back to a full crew next week. Um, and you can guarantee there'll be uh, plenty of developments by then. So. Take care, and we'll see you then.